You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we're going to catch up with AL.com columnist Joseph Goodman. Talk all about the landscape of the SEC heading uh, or following spring ball. And he says Jimbo Fisher may want to back off his latest comments directed at Nick Saban as of late. And Auburn football, they pick up a big transfer from down the road at UAB. We'll also go around the conference as Ole Miss baseball loses one of its best arms. Kentucky Hoops picks up a big-time recruit. Increased capacity coming for Tennessee and Georgia baseball and the SEC softball tournament rolling on. We'll give you an update on uh, what happened yesterday. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. Quick update coming from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the site of the 2021 SEC softball tournament. And the first round got underway on Tuesday night as South Carolina outlasted Auburn 3-1. So South Carolina advanced yesterday. And the first game uh, out of the bracket yesterday, number nine, Mississippi State upset number eight seed Ole Miss 3-1. So Mississippi State advances. Uh, South Carolina advanced, and they played LSU. LSU held them off, the five seed, beating South Carolina 7-3. And then in the later game on Wednesday, Tennessee outlasted A&M in nine innings, 3-2. So the seven seed Tennessee advances, five seed LSU, and nine seed Mississippi State. Uh, as of doing this, Kentucky uh, and Georgia are just getting underway. So unfortunately, as we record this podcast, Kentucky and Georgia will uh, see who advances there. We'll put our money on Kentucky, the sixth seed. But uh, nonetheless, they will all advance to today's games, starting at 11 this morning, one seed Florida, uh, followed by four seed Missouri, followed by two seed Arkansas, and then later tonight, the three seed Alabama taking on all those teams as they advance. We'll uh, keep you updated on uh, tomorrow's podcast on what this is going to shape up like for the weekend. But some really, really good softball going on on the SEC Network. Uh, I was sitting at work today with and on in the office and uh, – fun to watch the uh, SEC Network all day long with all softball games uh, postseason play. So football news, former UAB D lineman Tony Fair has made his decision and he is staying in the state of Alabama. He is heading to Auburn, he announced on Instagram. Former UAB D lineman recently announced Auburn, Ole Miss, and Purdue were his final three schools he was picking from. He's a native of Indiana, but the 345-pound lineman heading to Auburn. He registered 56 tackles, seven tackles for a loss, a sack, and three forced fumbles in his two years at UAB. He began his college football career at Indiana State, but now he will head to Auburn. He was listed as a senior last year, but he still has that one year of eligibility because of uh, the NCAA uh, ramifications, giving everybody an extra year. Auburn's newest member of the team fills an immediate need on the roster as the program lost Daquan Newkirk to Florida. Cornus Miller to Jackson State uh, to the transfer portal while Jaron Handy and Jay Hardy both recently entered the portal. And uh, some news last night is Jaron Handy announced he is off to the Big Ten. Uh, he committed, tweeted his commitment to Indiana. So Jaron Handy 
uh, former Auburn D lineman heading to Indiana. He played in seven games each of uh, his two seasons with the Tigers, total 10 tackles, three for a loss, and a pass defended. He recorded his first career sack in the Iron Bowl last year. Over at Florida, they picked up a couple of signees this week. The Gators recently issued a video highlighting the arrival of longtime Florida commit linebacker Dewan Black and receiver Marcus Burke. Both players were regarded as four-star prospects in the 2021 class, with Black being hailed as the nation's number one JUCO prospect, and Burke is one of the top receiver prospects from the state of Florida. Uh, Black's journey to Gainesville has been a long one as he signed with the Gators after being recruited by Dan Mullen to Mississippi State. He actually committed to the Bulldogs back in 2017, hoped to enroll immediately after high school, but was forced to head to uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. But now he is heading to Florida, and now that he's officially a Gator, Florida did not want to pass up the opportunity to welcome the team's new linebacker and uh, his teammate to campus. Uh, over at South Carolina, Marcus Johnson, or rather, I'm sorry, over at Missouri, Marcus Johnson is uh, getting himself a promotion. He will still serve as the team's offensive line coach, but he's just been named Mizzou's assistant head coach and run game coordinator. Marcus Johnson had been on staff uh, one season in Columbia after serving two seasons as Joe Moorhead's online coach at Mississippi State. Said, my family and I are incredibly grateful to Coach Eli Drinkwitz for this opportunity. His unit has 14 returnees listed on the 2021 roster. He said, it's been exciting to see our staff come together. We have great momentum going here at Mizzou. And over at South Carolina, the Gamecocks have just three commitments now in the 2022 class as Florida native Anthony Rose announced his decommitment from Shane Beamer's program yesterday. The news comes after Rose pledged uh, to South Carolina back in February. He had picked the Gamecocks over the likes of Penn State and Arizona, but he recently announced that Wake Forest had extend, extended him a scholarship offer. He's six foot four, 180 pounds, ranked as a three-star prospect, the number 27 safety, and uh, one of the uh, top uh, safeties, I guess, for the 2022 recruiting cycle, according to 24/7. Uh, South Carolina's current recruiting class now consists of four-star Delaware quarterback Brayden Davis, three-star Georgia linebacker Donovan Westmoreland, and three-star Georgia offensive lineman Grayson Maines. We didn't get to it on Tuesday, but it was revealed over at LSU that uh, cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. will wear the iconic number seven jersey, which is given to a prominent playmaker on LSU's team each year. Stingley will follow in the footsteps of Patrick Peterson, Tyrant Matthew, Leonard Fournette and other LSU stars that wore the number seven. After being awarded the number seven jersey, Stingley said he will do his best to live up to the honor and the legacy of donning the number seven. Coach O said Derek is very uh, deserving of the uh, number seven jersey and following in the footsteps of some of the great players in LSU history. So he's an outstanding young man right here from Baton Rouge, represents our program with tremendous character. Over at Arkansas, after landing a few defenders via the transfer portal to bolster their depth chart, Arkansas now has lost a player that appears to have fallen down that depth chart. If you missed it, Arkansas has been very busy working the transfer portal, landing several players that should help their defense immediately. They added former Missouri defenders Trey Williams and Markel Utsi, both of which had signed with Mizzou to play for Barry Odom as well as coveted Illinois State D lineman John Ridgeway. But those additions appear to have come at a, as a, at a price as reserve lineman Nicholas Fullwider has entered the transfer portal. 
As decision was first reported by Nikki Chavanel of Hogbeat, did not appear in a game in 2019 or 2024 Arkansas. Less than a week removed from his decision to enter the transfer portal, Alabama defensive back Ronald Williams has already found his new home. Played just one season in Tuscaloosa following an All-American season at Hutchinson Community College and signing with Nick Saban. He was rated as a four-star prospect and the number four JUCO cornerback in 2020. After enrolling at Alabama, he appeared in three games for the Tide. Did not record any stats following his decision to enter the transfer portal last week. He's announced he is transferring to Michigan State. So, best of luck to Ronald Williams. He will get the chance to play for former Saban assistant Mel Tucker in East Lansing. Over at South Carolina, their president, Bob Caslin, is officially out. Uh, Bob Caslin announced to the news to students, faculty, and staff in an email Wednesday night. He said, quote, trust is the most important ingredient of effective leadership, and when it is lost, it is nearly impossible to lead. He said, I believe that is the case right now between the University of South Carolina and its president. Therefore, I've submitted my resignation. Uh, Tennessee, they continue to do all they can to get Vol Nation fired up for this weekend series against number one Arkansas. School has already announced that Lindsey Nelson Stadium will open 100% capacity for the first time this year, and the baseball program is asking fans to checker the stadium for Saturday's showdown against the nation's top-ranked team. The Vols have a website dedicated to helping fans know which color shirt to wear to the game in order to checker the stadium. Uh, The checker campaign is for Saturday's game only. Tennessee is also planning a pig roast and pulled pork sandwich giveaway on Friday for the first 350 fans to show up getting a voucher for a free sandwich. It's going to be a heck of a series, Arkansas versus Tennessee this weekend. Some crushing news for Ole Miss baseball this week is All-American starting pitcher Gunnar Hogland will miss the rest of the season due to a UCL tear. It's awful news for a very talented pitcher. D1 Baseball had him rated as their number four on their latest college top 100 list. And speaking of Ole Miss Baseball America, they have put together their postseason projections. They project Ole Miss as a number two seed going on the road to Ruston, Louisiana in their regional. As far as national seeds go, they got Arkansas as the number one overall seed. Vandy as the number three overall seed. Mississippi State is the number four. Tennessee is the number eight national seed. And Florida as the number 12 hosting a regional. Other SEC schools, they project Georgia as a three seed in the Charlotte Regional, Alabama as a three seed in the Austin Regional, and South Carolina as a two seed in the Tucson, Arizona Regional. And speaking of Georgia baseball, they will get to play in front of a packed house before this season is over. On Wednesday, Georgia announced Foley Field will allow 100% capacity for the Bulldogs series coming up against Ole Miss on May 20th. Be the final series of the regular season. Season attendance has been capped at uh, just under 700, but that will now return to up to 3,200. Georgia's announcement notes that SEC event protocols will remain in place. Spectators will still be required to wear masks or face coverings when entering or moving around the facility. As we prepare for the 2021 football season, still no guarantees about stadium capacity for the SEC this fall as of yet. But things are trending positively as it comes to Uh, moving out of the COVID-19 pandemic. But SEC schools seem to be taking a wait-and-see approach. Earlier this week, Auburn Athletic Director Alan Green said he hopes Jordan-Hare Stadium could be full this fall, but added it's not entirely up to the school. He said the hope is that stadiums and arenas will be able to operate at full capacity, but it's not totally up to the school. He said, quote, 
it's a good time to plug, go get vaccinated. Most SEC schools had limited capacities at stadiums last season, but it is trending toward fuller stadiums this fall. In SEC Hoops news, Kentucky, they added a point guard and five-star prospect, Ty Ty Washington, number 12 overall recruit in the 2021 class, and he chose the Wildcats over the likes of Arizona, Kansas, and LSU. He's 6'3", 185 pounds, the number two point guard in this class. Analyst Jonathan Giovanni has praised Washington's game, citing his basketball IQ and competitive nature. Over at Arkansas, Eric Musselman adding another assistant to his coaching staff, announcing the hiring of Keith Smart, of course, uh, most recently worked in the NBA, serving as an assistant coach with the Knicks, former player who made the game-winning shot for Indiana back in the 1987 NCAA championship against Syracuse. Musselman and Smart have previous ties as Smart previously coached under Musselman with the Golden State Warriors. And that is going to do it for this edition of Around the Conference. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Joseph Goodman from AL.com. That's next. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now, and you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got anything you need. Look, summer months are upon us. You're going to be taking family road trips. You want to make sure your car has everything it needs for those long road trips, especially if you get caught in a uh, rainstorm, a deluge. It's that time of year. You need windshield wipers. Did you forget to get them uh, replaced? You can do so at rockauto.com. Their catalog unique and very easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose from the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. And the best of all, those prices at rockauto.com always reliably low and the same for pros or do-it-yourselfers like you and I. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Rolling along here, locked on SEC and tons of stuff to get into. And a guy who's been covering the SEC for a, a number of years over at AL.com, Joseph Goodman. You can follow him on social media, of course, at Joe Goodman Jr., columnist, AL.com. And he jumps in with us now. Joseph, how are you, man? Chris, good to be on, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. it's uh, It's been such a... A crazy time. I know you're uh, you're going through the process of moving, so a lot of uh, you know, with all that, and then the whole sports world has just been in a jumble for this past year. But it seems like we're we're starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy. And I saw you were out at a uh, an event last night for some Auburn boosters having a meeting, and uh, it was a, it was a media scrum around Bruce Pearl. Was that the first media scrum you've been a part of in quite some time? It was actually. It was good to kind of get back into the mix and. You know, not only see just fellow members of the media that I haven't seen in a long time, but uh, just just to see, like, Bruce Pearl. Um, <laughs> you know, he even uh, noted that, like, it's been 16 months since we've since we've did an actual in-person interview with him. Uh, so, you know, it was – it's starting to get back to normal. Uh, not back to normal yet, you know, but um, we're getting there. 
Yeah, no offense to the Zooms and all that, but I'm about all Zoomed out. I'm ready to, to get back to uh, some more in-person stuff, and I'm looking forward to just a couple weeks. I've been talking with, about it with a, a lot of people, but SEC Media Days, it sounds like it's going to be a little bit back to normal with that in July. And, man, wh- how fun is it going to be to have the likes of you know, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, all these new coaches who've joined the conference and getting to finally see them and hear them in person? Yeah, it's been a long time coming, right? I kind of on that same topic, you know, that we were just talking about at this Auburn Booster Club meeting. Auburn's new football coach Brian Harrison uh, finally got to meet the reporters who cover him day to day in person. <laughs> and so, after taking the job many months later, he finally was able to go through and like meet every single you know reporter, you know, and, and put a name to a face. And that this it's been it's been so long now since he was hired, and you know since, and that just goes to show, like, you know, this guy came in at, came into Auburn. It's at the at the time of the pandemic, right at the. Now I wouldn't even call it the end when he got hired. It was really right at the height of it, and he couldn't recruit. Uh, obviously, no one can recruit, but this is a guy who like you can't even put a name to a face for any of the local high school coaches uh in auburn seeing brian seeing brian harrison at media days you know is going to be is going to be interesting because uh you know i'm still not sold on this guy i don't know how he's going to do uh in the sec west it's going to be so tough for him yeah and, and certainly um you know Hopefully he doesn't put the room to sleep like uh, old Gus Malzahn did at times. Uh, hopefully he has a little bit more of a of a, of a personality. You know, all due respect to uh, to to Gus, but it is crazy when we talk about expectations. I mean, Auburn goes six and four last year. They beat the heck out of LSU. They 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 beat up on Tennessee. You know, they finished the season. You lose to Alabama and A and M, but they they were both top five teams at the time. It just seems like expectations for that Auburn fan base. I mean, you let Gus go after a six and four season. What's the bar going to be on Brian Harson? I mean, certainly you get a little bit of leeway in year one, but man, he better hit the ground running, right? You know, that is the thing that drives the insanity in the state of Alabama. It's just. It's not only how good Nick Saban is, okay, but it's also the extreme, almost belligerent desire for Auburn to settle for nothing less than than trying to compete with Nick Saban, okay? And Gus Malzahn did pretty well against Nick Saban. I mean, he had more wins than any other coach, okay? Uh against Nick Saban, who's con- who we're now considering like the greatest of all time. So, <laughs> you know, I was out at this golf event because, you know, that's that time of year uh, two weeks ago. And Charles Barkley, who's a, obviously a big Auburn guy um, and now a, a big part of the Auburn family uh, as a booster, just mentioned how cr- how courageous he thought <laughs> Brian Harrison was for, for going – from coming from Boise all the way down to Alabama, you know, in the time of, he called it King Kong, you know, Dick Saban. <laughs> and, he, yeah, I don't know how much of a break they're going to give him. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> is this going to be, are they going to take everything into consideration that he couldn't recruit, he couldn't meet anybody? Are they going to give him a pass? I don't really know because you thought, I mean, we all thought these coaches – we're going to get a pass during the pandemic. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> and and they got nothing. And then and then they, on top of that, you know, oh, there's this big financial crunch. And and no, we're just going to pay Gus Malzahn <laughs> over twenty four million dollars to go away during the pandemic financial crunch. So the SEC is insane. Um, you know, if I'm Harrison, <laughs> I'm not expecting to have any kind of pass at at any point in time for anything. <laughs> yeah, the, the the money will always be there. When you need a good buyout, the boosters will always find a way to, to make that happen. But uh, w- we just wrapped up spring ball uh, about a week or two ago, Joe, and you know, obviously uh, a lot of takeaways from across the SEC. But it, was there one storyline particular that that you followed? That you know, is it the the new quarterback at Alabama, or what's the biggest storyline you took coming out of the spring across the SEC? Uh, that Jimbo Fisher said he was going to beat Nick Saban's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best thing to say, right? That's got to be number one at the top of the list going into SEC media days. I mean, that, I mean, wait, A, way to go Jimbo. Okay. Like that's strong. I appreciate that. We need, we need more of that in the SEC West. I think, and I think we're going to have that now that we have all these uh, psychotic, crazy people coaching these football teams. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, when you when you make that shot, okay, when you call that shot, I mean, now like you better not miss. You better not miss, Jimbo. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. coming to King, you better not miss. He, that I mean, in a way, that kind of shifts the bullseye off of Nick Saban and on onto him. I, you know, I, I would think as especially as like a Texas A&M fan. I mean, you know, these guys are expecting Jimbo to win now and and beat Nick Saban. He he said he's going to do it. So, I mean, that's got to be the number one thing coming out of spring for me in the SEC West. You know, if you want to get to like a more minutiae type of deal, really kind of looking forward to Texas A&M's quarterback, seeing what he's got. Because if Jimbo's going to talk all this then – uh, the kid must be pretty good, okay? Because <laughs> this is a quarterback league now, all yeah. right? I mean, that's it. You know, you got to have the guy. So I guess he thinks he's got the guy. His James Winston. We'll see. More with Joseph Goodman right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You could track it all right at betonline.ag and get all the latest news, odds, and info. For all your sporting needs, like we said, MLB in full action, NBA is winding down. This Sunday is the end of the regular season. Playoffs start next week. We got UFC, MMA, all of it is over at Bet Online. Before the next game, make sure you register at Bet Online on your mobile device or laptop and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. BetOnline.ag. Head over to their website right now. Use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Continue our conversation talking with uh, Joseph Goodman, AL.com columnist. And yeah, we were talking about your your article that you wrote about Jimbo Fisher calling his shot. And, you know, you say, but but he best best not miss. I look at it the other way, though, Joe. I, like, at the same time, he's speaking at a booster event in Houston to Aggie alums. Like, I kind of, like, you have to say that sort of thing. They're paying him $75 million. If you're Jimbo and you get up there and go, well, 
I mean, we're going to try to beat Bama, but we don't think so. I mean, then it, then you look bad, right? I mean, you're not earning your keep. So you pay me $75 million. That, Yeah, that, that got Gus Malzahn fired. Right. Okay, <laughs> that, that got him fired. Wait, going 6-4 and four did not get Gus Malzahn fired. What got him fired was saying that 6-4 and four, uh, that six and four was good enough out of the pandemic year. And just kind of that resignation that he did not obviously have. <laughs> yeah, and, and the difference not, he, the difference is Malzahn actually beat Saban three times. I mean, he he's he he did it better than anybody else. Jimbo hasn't even done it yet, and Jimbo just falls into that statistic of all the former Saban disciples that still have yet to beat the man that, that he trained. It's the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi effect of all these guys who've learned under Nick Saban have all become head coaches, and yet none of them can break through and beat him. Yeah, the um, do you know what the number is at now? Uh, just in terms of his record against his assistants, I forget what it is, but yeah. I know it's a lot. It's twenty three and zero now. Okay, <laughs> I mean it is such a ridiculous stat. Like it's preposterous. Like he's going to get to twenty five and zero against his assistants, probably. <laughs> a to have that many games against an assistant is pretty impressive, right? You know? I mean, that just kind of speaks to your legacy as a coach. It's like you can go out and play uh, 25 games against guys that used to be on your staff. I mean, obviously, that puts you in elite class by itself. But then just not to beat them, yeah, man. I mean, it's like I was talking to – I was interviewing somebody at Lynx a couple weeks ago, and they, they made the comparison of, hey, you know, like Kirby Smart, Luke Skywalker's really good, but can never beat – Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that that's kind of what it is. I mean, it, and Kirby had his chance, as we know, in the the national championship just a couple years ago, and I think that's the closest they've come. But if I had to put odds on it, I mean, he's going to face during the regular season Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, uh, Jim Jimbo. Obviously, they go to A and M, and then potentially we'll see Kirby and Georgia in the in the SEC championship game. I, I, if I put it at any, if it doesn't happen this year. It's got to happen for Lane eventually, right? Like Kiffin is that petty and that like he's going to put all his all his resources in. He's going to try to break through and beat Saban at some point. You know uh, that game at Texas A and M that is going to be a really fun game, man, because that's going to be number twenty five on that list. You know, it's kind of like this nice, perfect little even number to to end some kind of monumental streak. It's tough to it's tough to play there. Um, I love going to games there, man. It's so fun. Yeah, but Lane Kiffin, this guy. I mean, <laughs> Joey Freshwater. Look, I mean, he is just the ultimate troll. All right. Yeah, like he wants nothing more than to just throw everything in and beat Nick Saban. Like that's his goal. Like, it, and don't even try to tell me that that yeah we're like friends and and all this. I mean, come on. <laughs> You get asked to leave right before the national championship game. You're not friends, okay? <laughs> like, I don't know what you are, but it's not, you know, you're not cool with each other, all right? Yeah. <laughs> like, when you meet, when you meet, okay, there might be a handshake, but, you know, you're not going to ask about the family. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's why I say, I think I think Kiffin, now they get them, they get them in uh, Tuscaloosa this year on October 2nd. 
Lane Kiffin and crew. And then, of course, the next week is when Bama goes to College Station. So one of those games, Alabama, I'm not going to put them on upsell alert. I'm just going to say, you know, you better hope that Bryce Young is settled in and all these new faces for the Tide have settled in. It's better to get them later in the year. Like, I couldn't imagine if Bama week two would have to go to College Station because, granted, you know, they're, they're still trying to figure things out. But if anybody can reload uh, and avoid a rebuild, it's, it's Nick Saban in Alabama. They just seem to do it every year. Yeah, I don't know, though, man. I, I really don't because they lost so many guys off of that, you know, national award-winning offensive line. If these, if Alabama can come back and, like, run the table again through the SEC, I mean, that would just be – what are you going to do? You just throw your hands in the air and, and just wait for him to got to retire at that point. I mean, you know, he's got more lives already than Rasputin, okay? I mean <laughs> – Everyone thought he was dead like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, and he just like, co- continues. This is the end of the dynasty. Nope. <laughs> this is the end of the dynasty. Nope. You know, two thousand nine, two thousand eight, nineteen loses the Dabo. Like, this is it. Nope. So I don't know, but yeah, this year, man, that offensive line—they got some tough games early. They got Florida. I mean, that's going to be a tough game mm-hmm. early. You know, Miami, Miami opening up the season. Yeah. In my opinion, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah, De'Ara King, the, the quarterback coming back there at Miami after getting hurt the end of last year, and uh, very dynamic. We've seen when Saban, you know, when he's lost games in the past, typically it's been, you know, they've had trouble stopping the running quarterbacks at times, uh, the guys who have the running ability. De'Ara King has that running ability, so we'll see uh, what happens in the opener. Joseph Goodman, of course, on Twitter, at Joe Goodman Jr., columnist at AL.com. Last thing for you, Joe. What are you looking forward to most for the fall? Is it is it having packed stadiums again across the SEC? It sounds like we'll get there. Probably, you know, everything back to, to tailgating, to bands on the field at halftime and all that. Is there one thing you're you're missing most that you're looking forward to this fall? It's got to be the tailgating. Just, you know, walking into a stadium, like getting there early, kind of hanging out with friends. Everything that we love about college football in the South, was like taken away and uh you know and i mean like the culture around the game like we had the games in like quarter empty stadiums but it just obviously was only i mean it wasn't only just to service the bottom line and get through you know this the year without having to fire everyone on these staffs i mean that's really what it was for so just to get back to normal and have full stadiums have people enjoying themselves just the life of college that surrounds college football in the deep south i mean that's what that's what i'm most looking forward to yeah i'm i'm, I'm also just really looking forward to uh to traffic going into games yeah. being stuck in traffic for hours again. i mean i'm <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds crazy, but I mean that—that's something you miss. That's part of game days, and 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 we've missed that the last you know last year, and hopefully that that comes back now. Joseph Goodman, of course, you can read his stuff at uh, al.com. You got anything uh, you're working on here in the next couple days? I got a big announcement. We'll have to have another podcast in a couple weeks. All right, <laughs> sounds good. I'm in. I, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. All right, thank you. That's uh, Joseph Goodman of uh, AL.com. Does a, a tremendous job. Uh, columnist for them and uh, been there for a number of years covering all things uh, Alabama football. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening and appreciate Joseph Goodman 
We're taking some time out. We'll be back tomorrow talking all things SEC, bringing you uh, around the SEC tidbits, and much, much more. Next couple days, we will get into talking more on the NIL, what that means, paying players for their image and likeness. It's coming this summer. Will the NCAA, Mark Emmert and company be ready? Will it take a Supreme Court decision to figure it all out? All that coming in the next couple weeks. And um, real interested to see how that plays out because you got a lot of big name stars in college football this year that are going to want to, you know, make money, profit off of their name, image, and likeness, sign endorsement deals or whatever. And how is it regulated? I think that is on the schools and the NCAA to figure out. Quick reminder, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.